As far as I was taught in my science classes growing up, the universe is like the community of stars and planets and galaxies. So this personification of the universe is, is very confusing until you realize that you're not actually praying to the universe. The universe isn't alive. You're not praying or meditating on the universe. You're not asking the universe anything. You're not worshiping the universe. You're worshiping yourself. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here on Church Boy Confessions. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Boy Confessions podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Heke. Um, and I hope you guys had an amazing last week. I had a very, very, very busy last week, but it was a good type of busy. I'm thanking God. God is answering prayers. God is keeping me in the right space, um, and I'm thankful for him. We're going to get right into this topic because this topic is big. This topic is very popular um, amongst our generation, Gen Z, all that different stuff. And I'm going to talk about manifestation. What brought about this um, podcast episode, this topic, is, of course, another lovely entry of Ask Church Boy. Somebody put in another submission to, to Ask Church Boy, and it reads this. Manifestation has become part of a new wave in spirituality, but it's focused more on the self and one's ability to create their own reality. I know that manifestation is mentioned in the Bible. And so I'm wondering if you could dig deeper into what the Bible says about manifestation, whether or not Christians should be practicing it. What a really first of all, you're a great writer. You, you just very you stage that entire thing beautifully and very clearly. Um, so thank you so much for that submission. It was anonymous. But whoever you are, thank you for that submission. Um, so let's break it down. The topic of the day is manifestation. Um, I'm going to give you clear answers at first. Um so is manifestation the doctrine of this world something that Christians should be participating in? No, it is not. The whole law of attraction thing is what, you know, well, let me let me first off start by saying this. This episode is for Christians. This episode is for people who have committed their life to Christ. If you believe in manifestation, you believe in the universe, all different stuff, you have all the liberty to believe in whatever you want to believe in. This episode is not for you. Okay, but this episode is speaking to those people who have committed their life to Christ and want to do the will of the Father and want to live in alignment with the Word of God. This episode is for you. So this let me just say that straight straightforward. Um, but the law of attraction stuff, the whole universe stuff, that does not align with the Scripture. Like the person said in their um, own Ask Church Boy, really answering questions um, that it's more focused on the self. It's more about people creating their own reality. Um, this is just not what we are about as children of God. And we're going I'm going to delineate all this stuff. I'm going to explain all this stuff further. But short answer is no, it's not something that we should be practicing. Well, what, what that we should be practicing and what the Bible does say about manifestation. Well, God manifests. Um, and if you want something to manifest in your life, you ask God for it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> um, whether it be prayer, um, confession is also a form of prayer. Everything that we do, everything that we call for, everything that we pray for, it's all under the submission, the subjection of the will of God. So let that be very clear. Um, that's where manifestations places in the word of God. You can call upon anything. You can pray for anything. But if it's not according to will of God and you've submitted your life to Jesus Christ, you've submitted your life to God. If it's not according to the will of God, it's not going to manifest in your life. That's what we believe as Christians. OK, 
pretty straightforward. But I wanted to talk about manifestation and I wanted to talk about the faults of manifestation, why this is a doctrine that we Christians should not follow. It's a new age principle and it's confused a lot of us. It's confused a lot of Christians. There's some people that confess Jesus Christ, but then also talk about the universe or also talk about the law of attraction. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't know what the law of attraction was at some point. Um, And I didn't know it was that deep to where people were like talking about the universe and stuff. And like, it's been a couple of things that I posted or reposted about the law of attraction. Come to think of it. I didn't know what it was. I just thought that that meant like think positive at first, but I didn't know it was that deep. But, um, albeit the main point that I want to make out of this podcast episode is that manifestation as the world knows it, right? Because what I just explained about, you know, how we Christians, um, ask God to manifest things in our life. So manifestation isn't the word of God, but manifestation as the world knows it um, is not a Christian doctrine. It deceives a lot of um, Christians. And I think the reason why it deceives a lot of Christians and even people who are not believers, non-believers, the reason why it deceives so many people is because it appeals to our own lust. It appeals to our covetousness. um, And ultimately it helps us to dodge accountability. And that might be a peculiar claim at first, but I promise I'll break everything down. So I'm going to do things a little different in this episode. I actually, you know, took some time to research more about this manifestation doctrine. Um, and I went to OprahMagazine.com. Um, I kind of just typed in how to manifest or whatever. And this is one of the first um, articles that came up from Oprah Magazine. And this is no shade to Oprah. I don't even know who wrote this exactly. But no shade to anything. I'm just talking about the doctrine. Um, that's it. That's all. That's the only reason why I'm here. Um, the title is seven steps to manifest anything that you want. Um, right off the bat, I didn't like the title. (laughs) I didn't like the title for my Christian beliefs. I didn't like the title. That was a red flag because as a Christian, I would ask you, is life about getting anything that you want? And the answer that you should give back to me, if you know scripture, it's a hard no. That is not what life is about. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. Jesus is speaking. It says, starting in verse 24, then, then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for the sake of me, uh, so for, for my sake, shall find it. For what is it? For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So you understand here from this from this scripture that when we follow Christ, we are denying ourselves. What does denying yourself look like? It means submitting to the will of God. It means even subjecting your flesh to the will of God. Everything that you do, everything that you think, everything that you dream of, even your desires, Now it becomes subject under the will of God, all of it. And I love how in verse 26, it says, what does it profit a man that he gained the entire world, lose his soul, which tells us that if you go all in this world trying to get whatever that you want, anything that you want, everything that you want, it can very well cost you your soul. Isn't it funny how chasing after everything you want sometimes can actually be you running away from God, i.e. Jonah, (laughs) That's a perfect example. You see, because us Christians, we understand that our desires, many of our desires come from our flesh, our carnality. And the Bible tells us to be carnally minded is death. In fact, it says that the carnal mind is enmity against God. 
So life is not just about us doing whatever we want, getting whatever we want, striving. All Everything that we do every day is about getting what we want on this life. That is not what it's about. Not for us. And that's just me reading the title. <laughs> um, but what does it say is the definition of manifestation? Let's go there. Let's go there for a second. <clears throat> He says manifestation is bringing something tangible. This is the article. Manifestation is bringing something tangible into your life through attraction and belief, i.e. if you think it and it will come. Thoughts, actions, beliefs, emotions, all of this stuff uh, plays a role. Um, so I'm going to tell you what I see when I look at the manifestation doctrine. I look at the law of attraction. I look at people in the universe and all this stuff. What I see is a new age doctrine of manifestation that is essentially taking Christian doctrine. They take the doctrine, right? You know, the stuff, the stuff that they like, and then they take out God, God goes over there. And then they also replace the main goal of salvation with physical prosperity and success. That's what I see when I look at this doctrine. But the thing is, it sounds very close to some Christian doctrine. Very close to some things that came out of Jesus' mouth. Very, very close. Very close. There are verses in the Bible where, you know, Jesus said, you know, ask what you want with faith and it'll be yours. All different stuff. But we have to look at these things with context, ladies and gentlemen, because there's a lot of context, 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 context. There's a lot of context. But it sounds very close to Christian doctrine. It had seven steps. Right. Seven steps to getting whatever you want. What was step one? It says to start manifesting by clear um, by. I'm sorry. Start manifesting. Be clear about your goals. I don't have a problem with that. Do you have a problem with that? I'm a Christian. I don't have a problem with that. Be clear about your goals. It says whatever you desire. This is a quote from it. Whatever you desire, though, one thing is essential. Make your intention as specific as possible. Lombardo, which is a manifestation expert, apparently, says the more. I'm sorry. I don't mean to say apparently. I feel like that sounds like I'm. Lombardo is a manifestation expert. Says um, the more clear and concise, the better. So you have to be very clear about your goals. I don't have a problem with that. Step two. What does step two says? Okay, this I have a problem with, and it's going to be very evident, right? Ask for what you want and write it down on paper. This is a quote from the article. It says, once you've pinpointed exactly what your hopes, dreams, and goals are, you need to ask the universe for what you want. This can be done in a variety of ways. Prayer, meditation, visualization, speaking your intentions out loud, a vision board, and or a future box. And then it goes on. Um what I have a problem with is, I think is very evident, but we'll come back to that, right? But it's talking about ask for what you want, pray, meditate, right? Meditate, pray. <laughs> Just like Philippians 4, 6 tells us that through prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, we should let our requests be known unto God and peace is past all understanding will guard our hearts and mind. I mean, this is hey, not, that, not that far from scripture. I mean, very far from scripture. But when you talk about praying and asking, not that far from scripture. Let's go to step three. It says start working towards your goals. I don't have a problem with that either. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. Step four says be mindful of and thankful for what you receive. I don't have a problem with that. A quote says, while you may not get everything you envision in the order and time frame you want, you should 
receive and acknowledge what you do get. No matter, sorry, I can't read sometimes, no matter how big or small it may be. Uh, according to Lombardo, gratitude is key. I don't have a problem with that. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 says, In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I don't have a problem with step four. Step five says, let go of any resistance and limiting beliefs. A quote says, in addition to changing your mindset and behaviors, you will need to remove any obstacles or limiting beliefs which may cloud your vision, including fear and negative self-talk. I don't have a problem with that. Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven says, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. And when we talk about negative self-talk, I mean, it's really relating to the premise of unassociated negative self-talk is lies from Satan. Right. Because we know who we are. We know our value is in the death of Jesus Christ. So those those things, those those voices that come in our head that say you're nothing, that you're that you're not valuable, that God doesn't love you. That's going against scripture. We know who we are. We know who God has called us to be. I don't have a problem with step five. Step six says having good energy will make good energy come back to you. Um, I mean, not that far from the ideology of, you know, reaping what you sow. I mean, that ideology is not that far from reaping what you sow concept in the Bible. Um, there's a difference in like, you know, the fact that some of our rewards are in heaven, not all on earth. Right. But for the most part, it's not that it's not that crazy far from what we already are accustomed to. Um, and then step seven says to trust the process and there's a quote from verse seven that says uh that faith is a powerful motivator and guiding force how could i disagree with that when faith is literally the premise <laughs> faith in god is the premise of all of christianity faith is how we receive salvation faith is how um we have a relationship with god faith is how we receive the blessings that god has for us i mean faith 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 christianity faith goes we can't have christianity without faith right so out of these seven steps i tell you it sounds a lot like our doctrine i tell you so then some of us that are confused and i'm not mad that you're confused because it sounds very similar but remember what i said in, in the beginning that it sounds similar except it's taking out very it's so subtly oh man the way they did it is so 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 subtle subtly removing god out of the equation subtly never mentioning jesus christ subtly making it all about you 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 and you obtaining everything that you want to obtain in this life anything that you want manifest anything that you want believe in yourself think positive ask the universe ask the universe hmm. well that's an amazing segue into the first point my first issue with it ask the universe you know you ask a lot of people that are agnostic or on the fence fence whatever it might be you ask them do you believe in god and what they what they're going to tell you well i'm a spiritual person i believe that there's a higher being i believe that the universe this universe that universe is not god let's be very clear god and the universe are not interchangeable 
However, we see so many people in our generation trying to say the universe this and universe that. And we just read an article that's telling you to pray and meditate to the universe and ask the universe what you want. Why are we replacing God with the universe? I'll tell you why a lot of people are replacing God with the universe is because the universe doesn't judge you. <laughs> Simple. The universe doesn't judge you. In fact, I mean, come on now, like the universe, you're not going to say that you don't have enough faith to believe in God. You're not going to say that people have faith to believe in God. Faith was a step seven. You have to have faith. <laughs> you do have faith to believe in God, but you don't want to believe in God. But you want to believe in the universe because the universe doesn't judge you. Right. The universe, according to the universe, technically, there's no real right and there's no real wrong. There's no objective right and objective wrong. There's no repentance that's needed. And therefore, there's no accountability for the things that you're doing wrong. There's no accountability for your sins. Everything's okay because there is no right. There is no wrong. There is no way or no way. No, it's just just is. So you're not accountable for anything. No one wants to believe that one day there will be a reckoning. One day we will have to stand before the throne of God. And there will be a reckoning. If you acknowledge that God exists and you're also acknowledging that sin exists, you acknowledge that there's a right and there is a wrong. And now you have to be accountable for everything that you've done inside your life. And if you don't know who Jesus Christ is, man, that's a very daunting task. <laughs> that's very daunting. It's not something that I would expect any average human being to want to do. A lot of people are praying to the universe instead of God. But then I think to myself, you know, the universe is not alive. As far as I was taught in my science classes growing up, the universe is like the community of stars and planets and galaxies. So this personification of the universe is, is very confusing until you realize that you're not actually praying to the universe. The universe isn't alive. You're not praying or meditating on the universe. You're not asking the universe anything. You're not worshiping the universe. You're worshiping yourself. Because this entire doctrine of manifestation is about you. It's about what you want. How to get what you want. How to be who you whatever want to be. It's about you. You're not worshiping the universe. You're worshiping yourself. That's what it is. The self-centeredness that this doctrine has. It, it's, it's astounding. And it's tricking a lot of us children of God into thinking that this is this is what God has for this is this is in line with the scripture. It's not in line with the scripture. We just read that we have to deny ourselves. This is not about us anymore. <laughs> This is not about obtaining as much as you can obtain. The Bible even tells us not to stack up our treasures here, not to store up our treasures here, but store up our treasures above. It's not about manifesting all this and all that and everything that you want. Even you understanding that you are a, you have a sinful nature from when you were born and you had to put on Christ in order to become a new creation, you would understand that this battles, the battles that you have with your carnality, between your carnality and your spirit, lets you know that your desires, a lot of them can come from your carnality. And if your desires are coming from your carnality why would you want them to manifest in your life because life as a child of god is not about getting whatever you want it's about what god wants for you we have all come to agreement if you have said that jesus christ is lord and you believe that jesus christ is lord that means you've come to agreement that he knows better than you isaiah 55 sorry verse 8 and go to 11 that his ways are above your ways his thoughts are above your thoughts 
You have now submitted. God, you are wiser. You are better. You are superior. I'm going to ask for this, but I'm asking that if it is according to your will, let it be so. And if it is not, I don't want it. That's what manifestation looks like in Christianity. God, I want this, but if it's not for me, I don't want it. So God manifest it if you want to. Hmm. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, covetousness. Covetousness is all I see. Really capturing, you know, this this doctrine appeals to us wanting, 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 wanting materials, wanting prosperity, wanting all these different things. And it's just so crazy because you see it at the Bible. I mean, it's a book of history. It's a book of prophecy. It's a book of everything, right? Second Timothy chapter four, verse three. I believe it's Apostle Paul that wrote this. He said, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Mm. But after their own lusts, shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, their own lusts. We are seeing this happen in front of us, this whole law of attraction, this whole manifestation, all different stuff. It's people getting their own teachers because of their own lusts. They have these itching ears. They don't want this sound doctrine of Christianity that's telling me that I can pray to God. But if it's not according to his will, then I'm not going to get. No, they want something to tell them that everything that they want, they can get. That's what they want. And Christianity doesn't do that for them. Don't be mistaken. Don't be deceived. Life is not about getting everything that you want. And guess what? God is not going to give you everything that you want. If you if you have committed your life to him. You said, God, you are Lord. Jesus, you are Lord. God, I'm doing your will. God's not going to give you everything that you want. Because he knows what's best for you. He knows better than you. Can you actually agree with that? Because if you don't agree with that, this life is going to be very hard for you as a Christian. Can you first understand, agree, and accept the fact that God knows more than you and God knows better than you and his will over your life is perfect? Just like that J. Cole song. No such thing as a life that's better than yours. I didn't say don't want anything. I didn't say don't desire anything. But can we make sure that before we're asking and before we're doing all this, that, hey, let's think to ourselves, is this the will of God? First John chapter five verse 14 to 15. Verse 14 says, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us whatsoever, we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. Ladies and gentlemen. God hears you when you ask him something according to his will. And when he hears you, you know that you have the petitions that you have asked of him. So I'm asking you is what you've been asking, what you've been trying to manifest in your life, have anything to do with God's will over your life. And if it isn't, then you might be fueled by covetousness you might be fueled by lust you might be fueled by worshiping your own self and being so self-centered as opposed to being fueled by doing the will of god and if that's the case then let's stop for a second let's take a couple steps back let's take a couple deep breaths and let's get back in the word of god
I'm done. <laughs> Let's go and pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, God, for your goodness and your mercy and your love. Thank you so much, God, for your grace upon us, Lord Jesus, because there's some of us that are listening to this right now. That we, we didn't think that the law of attraction was against your word. We didn't think that this whole manifestation doctrine was against your word, Father God. But it is. It is. We saw it today. We, we proved it today. It is. So, Father God, have mercy on us, Lord Jesus. And we pray, Father God, that you help us, Lord, to move with sound doctrine, to not cling to sound to other doctrine that 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 we cling to it because it appeals to our lust, our covetousness. No, our self-centeredness. No, Father God. But let us cling to your doctrine, to your scripture, to your word, oh God. Let us cling to your will and let the thing that we desire for our life be the things that you want for our life. Because we are acknowledging that your ways are higher than our ways, that your thoughts are higher than our thoughts, oh God. Let your name be glorified in our lives. That's what we want to do. We want to perform your will in our lives. We want your name to be glorified in our lives. We want to be that light. We want to be that salt of the earth, Father God. And some of us must realize, Father God, and help us to realize that sometimes to be that light, to be that salt of the earth, it doesn't mean that we're going to have so much money in the bank. It doesn't mean that we're going to have comfortable lives all the time, Father God. And help us to understand that we can do all things through you that strengthen us, Father God. So whether we are abasing or whether we are abounding, Father God, Help us, Lord Jesus, to remain faithful to you. Help us to not be fooled and, and fall into this, this, this deceptive doctrine. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Hope you guys have an amazing week. If you have any more questions, you can go to www.unassociated.com slash askchurchboy. Um, and I'll be waiting. <laughs> I love you guys. Peace. If you like what you heard in this podcast episode, make sure you share it with a friend that needs to hear it. And if you're a person that likes more of a visual experience, Church Boy Confessions podcast videos are available on Unassociated's YouTube channel. Subscribe to our channel today for unlimited access to our video content.